Jared Reddick in the house. What's up, man? Dude, how are you? Long time Good. no see. I was going to say, I think the last time I saw you, you were at Tower Theater um, in Oklahoma City, and it was like the first time you were meeting some of your family, I think. It was something nuts like that. That's right. Yeah, I uh, I was meeting my uh, my biological sisters for the first time, and then their family. Well, I had met my biological sisters the week before there in Oklahoma City. And then I was meeting, they were coming to a, their first Bowling for Soup show, and I was meeting all of my uh, brother-in-laws, because I have three sisters. And uh, so I was meeting all my brother-in-laws and my and most of my nieces and nephews that night. So uh, yeah, it's uh, been been crazy ever since then, you know, now it's, it's they're just family and uh, spending lots of time together um, when we aren't confined to our homesteads. I know, man. Yeah, I wouldn't wanted to basically talk to you about that it's so interesting like you know I've seen so many people that were going to be on tour and I've had tickets to concerts I was going to go see uh I had bought my ticket to go see Silverstein here in Oklahoma City it was supposed to be last month and of course that got pushed Mayday Parade was supposed to be next month I think I believe that that got canceled or rescheduled and I'm like geez but what's the uh, impact on you guys speaking of Silverstein I wanted to um say thanks for the intro to Shane. We've, uh, we've become fast friends and, um, oh, awesome. yeah, I'll be, um, it's funny, you know, when you're, you, you sort of just assume you've met everybody, you know, when you're kind of, uh, cause our bands are, you know, similar in, in, uh, crowds and level and all that. And, yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, man. So anyway, I appreciate the introduction. We're, we're, uh, yeah, no problem. Throwing back and forth on the internet and, sh- and stuff. That, that's great, man. That's awesome. <laughs> cool to hear uh but yeah man um what's been like the big impact for you guys i mean i assume you guys have been wanting to do shows maybe try to do gigs or even do anything it's like tough i mean you can't do anything it's like yeah the the livelihood of the band a lot of the time is touring so sure so we had our entire gear mapped out and it was like it was by design we 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 um and first of all when i i just want to stress that in no way am i complaining because i know that we have you know, I'm, I'm a really lucky individual. I, I, I know that I don't take it for granted, but we were on the road a lot last year and, um, we, uh, you know, toured and toured and toured. And so, um, it was our 25th anniversary tour. In fact, we came through there, uh, and you and I were supposed to hook up again and I had to cancel on you. Yeah. You guys got there super late. I forgot about there really, really late. Yeah. And, um, it was the first show of the tour. And it was just chaos, um, as it always is. So anyway, I do apologize for that. But um, so, you know, yeah, we had the whole year mapped out. And by design, it was a very uh, manageable number of shows per month. And then, you know, and that was it. And then the idea was to get in the in the studio some and, and you know, keep putting out cover songs, which we're doing. And um, so slowly, you know, uh, back at the end of February, you could kind of see it starting to happen first part of March and, um, you know, uh Oh, and then, uh, there it came. And so, you know, the first few shows got canceled in the second, and then, then it was, then it's just sitting here going, uh Oh, you know, what's about to happen. And so actually it's funny, I've been doing a lot of interviews because obviously a lot of people are putting out content right now. Um, well, I just said this for the first time yesterday, we just canceled, our December UK tour. So we officially have no shows on the books this year. And so 
you know, when you do the kinds of venues we do, you schedule out pretty far in advance. So you have to time to promote stuff. So it's hard to say whether we'll play, you know, this year. And so, yeah, I mean, we're not, despite what people think and especially when our hits were when you know you got six or seven hits I think people probably think that we don't ever have to worry about money again it's it's not the way that it works anymore because you know quite frankly when we had our hits people had already stopped buying albums it was the days of Napster and and LimeWire and things so and and again I'm not complaining it's awesome to have hits but we still work for a living is what what I'm you know I wouldn't be gone as much from home if I didn't have to be um so what that means is, is, you know, there's a lot of unknown here, you know, but the way that I run our business, we're okay for several months, um, you know, while we kind of get it all figured out. And then, um, you know, just had to um, really just try to keep myself busy because anxiety kind of started to creep in of just not have anything to do, not have anything on the calendar. And um, so I've been doing a bunch of online shows, you know, six or eight a week and um, doing a bunch of Instagram chats, things like this. Like I'm trying not to say no to any of my friends that are like you who are doing, um, you know, podcasts or, or streaming things and, and things like that. So, you know, I, you know, just, just having this kind of outlet to be able to, okay, well, this is work, you know, and then, um, you know, my podcast and then, you know, trying to have a social life on the internet, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's where I'm at. For sure, man. Yeah, that's been like one of the, I guess the bright spots of the whole thing is seeing like, I don't know, bands being so innovative and like people like making, you know, lemonade out of lemons, like yeah, seeing all these live streams. The first one I watched was uh, Jimmy Eat World, which I was stoked about. I got, uh, oh, I didn't even plan to talk about them, but I got the Bleed American, like, that's, yeah, like one of my favorite that. all-time albums. But Yeah, that's a good one. But it was like I they're doing a live stream I'm like this is crazy and then uh Dave Elkins May did one like all these people that I'm like oh this is like super cool that they're able to do this but yeah what, what's been your thought on that man you like like to see that kind of innovation it's like a different way to connect with audiences stuff like that yeah so I'm considering that that to be one of the positives that come out it, out of all of this and especially in in our industry you know um online shows aren't new you know, they've existed for 10, 12 years, maybe longer. Excuse me. Sorry about that. I, uh, I've been working, working a lot of hours, but I by design. Um, but yeah, so online shows aren't new. Uh, but, you know, I started doing shows on Stage It back in, uh, I believe, uh, 2010 or so. So, you know, a solid 10 years ago, at least. And, um, they were great at first and then just kind of the new wore off and it became harder to get people to, to do it. I, and I, I stayed with it for five, six years. Really haven't done it a lot lately. Stage it is just a, a is a, is an online concert uh, site where you can broadcast and then people can interact with you and they can, um, you can charge if you want to, or you can give prizes if you want to, things like that. There's a lot of them out there. Um, but what you're seeing here is people discovering that there's some legitimacy to watching bands online. That's like, hey, it's not really that bad to put the computer on your TV and watch the show in your underwear. You know, I mean, that's it's kind of nice. And 
So I think what you're seeing here, obviously, and, and, and also, you know, obviously I think it's going over into like the workforce as well. Like, well, maybe we can accomplish things by working online and using exactly. Zoom and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the positives as you're seeing bands thinking, thinking outside of the box. And as usual, when technology becomes, when technology gets involved almost every single time, the fan is the one that benefits and so the fans are at home too and this sucks for everybody and now you've got all your favorite bands just needing an outlet and they're on they're online and they're streaming or doing instagram hangouts and you know uh a lot of, a lot of bands writing songs now that <clears throat> really hadn't planned on it so you know there's a, a plethora of content and so I think that you'll see that become more more of a valid option even after all this is over. There's no reason why, you know, it's funny, I, I got into a conversation about this the other day with a group of fans and they're like, you don't ever play all of your new stuff when you come around. I'm like, well, nobody really wants to hear our new stuff. We couldn't really, you know, come to your come to the Tower Theater and do a show of all new stuff because everybody wants to hear 1985 and Almost and High School Never Ends and, and, and Ohio and, and those but I was like, you know, with, with the acceptance of streaming, there's no reason we couldn't stream a show where it's like, hey, you know, all around the world, you know, buy a ticket and we're going to stream this. And here's us playing our entire new album, you know, and then that way the people that just want to hear Night Today Five aren't bummed out. And I think really before this happened, that would have been a more difficult sale. And now with just so many people accepting you know, okay, this is pretty cool watching this at home. Um, I think that it'll be more of a acceptable type thing, you know, and, and oh, you know, yeah, because people are doing it with full production and things like that right now. And um, though a lot of clubs tried to do that in the past, man, I am so sorry. I keep yawning. <laughs> I, I just haven't, I, <laughs> I, um, I've been saying so it. I've been sitting here for the last hour and a half, and there's a reason why this I, my studio is so vibey right now. I've been sitting here watching Jaws, uh, or the original Jaws, because I have a podcast about it tonight. So anyway, it's really dark in here. I need to turn the lights on. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, there's a there's a legitimacy now to I think some of this online stuff, and also you know uh, you're just seeing you're seeing a lot of artists using the features of, of the online social media. Um, uh, what do you call them? Just the, the formats you're seeing all of us like, Oh, I didn't even know we could do this. Like I, you know, I, you definitely didn't have people like Instagram hanging for no reason, you know, before this. And now it's just the thing where it's just like, Hey man, want to go on Instagram and just me and you talk and we'll just have people watch us for an hour. And it's awesome for fans, you know? I mean, I, I would watch certain people sit and talk for an hour. So um, anyway, so that's, that's, that's the um, icing, you know, so to speak, the, you know, the positive outlook. Of it. And I, I'm just a positive person. So yeah, for know, sure. I, man. I love that. Um, I think you're definitely right though. It's like making it so commonplace now out of necessity. So then yeah. after everything clears up, it's like, well, we've been doing this already. Like this is, kind of working like let's keep sure. i just imagine the people at uh, headquarters at zoom just rubbing their hands together like <laughs> can you imagine what they're how it's like how it is for them right now like this is insane 
I all know of our that work calls have been Zoom calls. Oh, I know that Stageit, the company that I've been talking about, did in three weeks the amount, entire amount of revenue that they did last year. Wow. Um, in three weeks? In three weeks. That's and insane. they're only taking 20% from what the bands are getting. So you can just imagine what that revenue is generating and, and all of that. So, and then also Cameo. I do Cameos and Cameo oh, yeah. is the thing. Cameo, we did a three-day thing on Cameo where we all donated our Cameos to, uh, to a charity of our choice. They did $800,000. Wow, that's amazing. Charity. So, so you're, you're seeing, you know, just a lot of outlets getting smart and, and you know, and being like, you know what, hey, let's try to make sure we, we carve a little path so we're around after all this. For sure. Yeah, I've been seeing just innovation in every industry. Someone was telling me about a service that they used the other day that um, is like a truck that'll come to your house and, and gas up your car. Like, so you don't have to go. To yeah, the that's a big thing. I was like, yeah. what? I've never heard of that in my life, but I'm like, that's genius, man. Yeah, there's a, those, so where those things got started is on campuses of like big corporations. So my, my friend is high up at Renaissance Center. And uh, he's just like, yeah, I don't ever stop and put gas in my car. They just come by. That's amazing. And you, you, you know, you do it on the app and they come by every so often and they, t you tell them what parking space you're in and they'll even pull it out and wash it for you. Some of them. So what? Uh, dang, yeah, pretty cool thing. I'm not used to the, to the finer things in life like that yet. <laughs> I'm working that way. I'm working that way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll all get there one day. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, you talked a little bit about you know, you guys are putting out covers, you're working on your podcast. Talk about that kind of thing, man. What do you, what else you got going on like that? Yeah. So, um, Jarrett goes to the movies. We're four years in, uh, I think 220 something episodes, uh, every Friday, uh, it comes out. We stream once a week, uh, still, even though we're not in the same room. Um, Rockstar Dad Show, uh, is, uh, is another podcast I do that is just audio. It comes out every Wednesday. And, uh, but it's also on Adobe Radio Monday and Tuesday. And uh, that's me and my friend uh, and bandmate Gary Wiseman, who's also a dad. And uh, we just talk about being dads and just the world. And, and then we interview uh, a musician or an actor or just a normal dude who just happens to have kids and, and uh, ask them questions that they don't normally get asked, you know, Wow. Uh, when they're talking about their career and stuff. And then Bowling for Soup, moving along. And uh, my other band, Jarrett and Kelly, is doing really well. And, um, I still manage Not Your Girlfriends, so just stay busy, man. I uh, And then my day job is Chuck E. Cheese. I'm the voice of Chuck E. Cheese. I've been him right, for yeah. about nine years now. And um, this time has kind of forced them to um, really get active on online content since obviously the stores aren't open. So they've been keeping them really busy as well. So wow, you know, okay. just, um, tons of stuff going on as always, man. Say that is good. Like you, like just in general, you get a little worried. You're like, dang, are they gonna like need anything? But it sounds like they're being proactive. They're wanting to switch everything online, so that means more work for you. So you're like, all right. It, it definitely is job security for me because everything that's coming out of there seems to be from the department that I do the voice for. So, um, you know, it's uh, you know, I couldn't be happier, and they've been awesome to me as well. So, um, we're we're uh, you know, we'll get to the other side of this thing. Right on, man. Uh, well. Why don't you tell people real quick they can follow you up on Instagram and all that. And then absolutely. You can yeah. find me anywhere. J A R E T two one one three. That's Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I have a Snapchat, but I'm not really ever on there. 
Um, and, uh, you know, of course, bowlingpursuit.com and, um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Just, uh, soon updated jarrettreddick.com with everywhere you can find me because it's getting to the point where we need one central space. <laughs> right on. Yeah. That's good though. You got so much going on. You got to like centralize it. Good stuff, man. <laughs> well, Jared, I appreciate your time, brother. Dude. Thank you. Always good to see you. Love your hoodie. And, uh, <laughs> Hopefully I'll see you at OKC soon, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks. Talk to you later. See you. Mr. Jim Lang came in to talk to us for a little bit. What's going on, man? Hi, Harold. How are you? I hope I hope you and all your family are doing okay. Yeah, man. We're doing great. It's uh, the last time, you know, we've been kind of playing tag a little bit. Me and Mike were going to record, and then something had happened where it didn't work out. And then uh, we just hadn't touched base on that. But we got, we got something cool coming with you, me and Mike, collabing on an episode. I, I still want to do that. So don't don't think I forgot about that. I, I'm, I'm sure you have. <laughs> but yeah man uh just been checking up on people seeing uh what everybody's been up to during the quarantine and such man uh i know you got some cool things in the works and some cool things that have come out so why don't you talk about what you've been up to man uh it's actually um 
it's been a really uh, very fertile period, not just since we've been in lockdown, but really uh, since this time, well, almost this time last year, uh, like late summer last year, um, I've just been really, really writing uh, a ton of stuff. I wrote, I co-wrote with, uh, with two co-authors a musical, which we did in LA uh, in November of last year. We did a two-week run, kind of a, you know, training wheels run of a new musical uh, with David Melville, Melville and Melissa Chalsma, who are the principals of the LA Independent Shakespeare Company. So cool. that was the, the first time I've ever done that and a really awesome experience. I got to be in the show and to play on stage and everything. So tons of fun. That's awesome. And David uh, Melville is a great collaborator. We, we really write well together. So uh, tons of fun. And then uh, I have been working on a lot of, uh, a lot of new material, just uh, switched up a few things in my workflow. I mean, partly because I'm in Northern California now. So I have a different rig, you know, different tools to work with. And uh, so, yeah, that's been a really fun challenge. And there's, I'm not sure exactly how many tracks I'm gonna drop out of that, but at least four or five. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you know who Sam Gendel is, a really great sax player, guitar player, kind of all around uh, improvising, tremendous improvising musician from LA, a reed guy. Uh, played on uh, uh, three of these tracks, and then a couple of great guitar players, one of my neighbors up here, uh, Norm Schmidt, and Mark Leggett, who's an old pal of mine down in uh, LA, played on it as well. And there may be more people before I get finished releasing everything. But anyway, I'm super stoked about that, too. It's the first kind of yeah. legit, just personal writing, you know, not anything else that, uh, that anybody's paying me to do and writing I've done in a long time. So. That's awesome, man. Just yeah, happened yeah. to coincide with this time when we're all kind of sitting in our own creative spaces. You know. I, my, guess, my guess would be that a lot of people uh, who do the all kinds of creative things that you can do at home are finding this the same way. It'd be a really fertile time because what what distractions are there? You know, right? No excuses now. You can only watch so much TV a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. Yeah, I've been wondering about that. Like, what kind of crazy projects are going to come out of this time when people are just able to focus on this and not have to worry about traveling around? I was just thinking about it the other day, just on like a basic level. I'm like, man, I can't even think of the last time I went and got gas. <laughs> I haven't gone and like I totally work from home and then yeah, eat most meals at home. So, yeah. My car is as dead as a doornail, man. I went out to start my car. Then I'll get, I'll get some oil up in the block. And, eh, it's like not. So there you go. That's man. Driving around that big Yeah, it's been something I've been thinking about. Like, oh, man, it's so, so it's going to be weird getting adjusted back to, like, going to work every day after, you know, we've been in quarantine since the end of March. And so all of April and then we're almost in May now. And it's like, this is so crazy that, you know, just the shift i guess uh all the changes i, I love i love seeing uh stuff like this that i was able to start putting together was based off of an idea of like bands that i really enjoy um you know jumping on and doing live streams and playing sets on like facebook live and stuff i'm like oh that's so cool like i love that like just wondering who's gonna jump on a stream one day and like 
I get to hear yeah. like one of my favorite artists play uh, some stripped down versions of like my favorite songs. I'm like, dang, this is awesome. I heard the Rolling Stones, the video that they did is pretty hilarious. I, I got to check that out. Yes, I was actually, I watched that. Yeah, and then it was like Elton John in his backyard and it's like hilarious to see him playing piano with like a stand-up basketball goal next to him. I'm like, how bizarre. This is like, it's like almost voyeuristic. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> but it was funny, man. Like, it's just interesting. It's like different perspective on, you know, you know, you didn't think you'd ever kind of see those bands in that type of setting, like uh, with any kind of regularity. And now like one of the bands are like, they've been doing streams almost every week. Oh, really? And so I'm like, dang, these guys are like on this like live stream vibe here. Um, well, last time I uh, I texted you a while back, I'd seen that you were uh, uh, throwing down some vinyl, man. What's what's the story with that? Oh, finally, at long last, uh, we're uh, releasing uh, a record of Hey Arnold music, so like the original tracks from the show. Uh, a 12 inch, you know, full, the full deal. Uh, and uh, one side is all songs and the other side is all music cues from the show. Ah, that's so and cool, man. It's gonna be a limited, fairly limited run. I'm not sure how many, I'm not sure how many the initial run's gonna be, but um, uh, certainly I, I get a lot of email from people saying, hey, where's the Hang Arnold record? So finally I can respond to all these people and say, there is legit yeah. a Hey Arnold record. And, and, I, you know, I hope enough people have a turntable around that they'll want to get it on vinyls. It's such a trip for me to hear it. I you know, I, I never expected to hear this on vinyl ever in my life. So, That's so cool, man, to hear your shit yeah. on wax like that is going to be sick. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the record label is called Enjoy the Tunes Records. Oh, and cool. Enjoy the Ride Records. Give them a shout out. Uh, you can find them online and um, uh, they will hook you up. And they have a lot of great other uh, albums that they've done. They've done some score releases, they've done some animation stuff, and then they got another label that does different kinds of stuff. Still. Right on. Are those on sale now or on sale soon? Uh, on sale soon, and I don't, and I actually don't know the, the real date, but okay. we were talking about towards the end of this month and we're getting towards the end of the month so yeah okay cool man i'll be looking for that i'm at the grab people, one yeah people can people can watch from my if they're hooked up to my instagram it's jim lang music uh they can uh follow me on there and then when definitely when the album drops i'll be uh, posting up there about for sure yeah. yeah awesome man that'd be cool yeah we were just talking about that a second ago um i don't i can't remember if i ever sent it to you or not now i feel like an ass but um randomly i think it was because it was so much later that i had found that um when you did a, that interview with us i guess there's like some watchdog nickelodeon website of like people that are like watching for stuff happening with old nickelodeon shows and um someone found our interview i guess because they had been you know, how we tagged it with like hey arnold and such right and uh yeah they really latched on the part where you're saying that you're you and Craig had tried to like shop around for like a new season of Hey Arnold. It was such an innocuous thing that you had mentioned. It was almost like in passing that you're like, Oh, it'd be cool if this happened. But man, it was like on lad Bible, pop sugar, um, oh, digital, digital spy. I have to, I'll have to like compile them and send them over. Cause I, I only found it cause um, something had popped up in like a Google alert finally 
Um, and I was just like, what the heck is this? And so all these people, like, it was like, oh, Harry Arnold's getting his sixth season on Netflix. And it's like, what? Like, he never <laughs> said that. Like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, no. Well, um, but it was nuts, dude. It was like on all these different websites that are just like, um, ones I'd actually heard of. And I'm just like, this is nuts that they, this Nickelodeon blog picked up on this. And then all these other outlets found that source. They're like tagging us and crediting us for like the interview we did with you. And I'm like, this is insane. That's great. Well, I, I hope you got some, you know, I got some profile from it. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, I will say I'm gonna have to send you those. Like I said, I'll have to like compile those links and send those over so you can check it out. Oh, dude, I have to show them to Craig. He'll be totally tripped out. And <laughs> You can take them to Nickelodeon the next time he goes in for a meeting, you know, and say, hey, look. Give us a goddamn new season. <laughs> yeah. You know, they talk about it and talk about it. And he's, he's pitching. I've never, obviously, I don't have anything to do with it. I would just be the happiest guy on earth if it happened. But uh, he's, you know, every time he goes in to talk to them about, you know, some, making something new, he, the topic comes up and say, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. But until somebody actually takes the bit in their teeth and says, you know, I'm going to make this happen and this is going to be my landmark thing. Right. And they, you know, you have to acknowledge, too, Nickelodeon, <clears throat> excuse me, Nickelodeon's a very different place now. Oh, yeah. It's completely and it was different. When, when we made that show, and not, not making a criticism at all, but just that's the name of the game. You know, they, changes, they, yeah. they, have a different, they have a different product now. It's a much bigger company. They have a broader audience, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about that a little bit, even in that interview, you talked about how, how well the jungle movie had done in our demographic, like people my age, because we grew up with the show. And so obviously we were like, oh man, like finally a resolution, like what's going on with this, with eight, with Arnold's uh, parents. Yeah. And, you know, that was for sure it, like it killed in our demographic. And then people younger than us were just, you know, they didn't have that tie into it. They weren't like emotionally invested like we were. Well, who knows? Who knows what will flow from that? For sure, uh, man. People are definitely watching episodes, you know, and Craig is posting uh, cool shit on, on his Instagram every day. He, he, I know. I was just watching or uh, saw him do something. He was doing some, like, backgrounds or something, like, drawing. Yeah, he was just drawing a cartoon, you know. But yeah, was, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think about that? I think one uh, also one of the last times I texted you, we had a uh, – randomly gotten able been able to interview Fleming Ghostist whenever he was in town opening for a band at the Tower Theater where we record yeah, yeah. uh what'd you think about that man it was kind of interesting to have him on after I had you on and kind of have this <laughs> back and forth yeah I just think he has a different he has a different view of intellectual property uh, <laughs> <laughs> uncleared <laughs> samples is still, I, still the consensus <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, uh, it's all good. I, it, it didn't cost. It didn't cost me. Uh, if it you know, cost me anything, it would not been a huge amount of money. But the principle is extremely important. You know. No, I feel you, man. And, and we all have to live. It's a world we all have to live in because we're all in this shit together. We're all, all the people that make music are all in it together, and that's the way you get things done. Is you have to take care of each other like that. I, I just want to give. I shouted out about this on Instagram the other day, which is rare for me, but I thought it was so dope. The end of Homeland, this season of Homeland, no spoilers here for anybody that hasn't watched it if you're a Homeland fan, but in the, in the last, one of the last scenes in the show, 
Kamasi Washington and his band are playing on stage somewhere, supposedly in Moscow. But he, they, they have a, a bit of the performance of the song, and then the audience is applauding, and they, he introduces everybody in the stinking band, and the producers of Homeland rolled that whole thing in the show. So not only do you see Kamasi and his band play, and some close-ups of people playing, but then you hear everybody's name that's in the band. And I just thought, that is so classy. You never see people do that in TV. So that's legit, I, dude. they get a gold star times a thousand for me, man. That, that was a great. Yeah. That's awesome. He, uh, Oklahoma tie too, man. He actually just, he played at tower theater last year, I believe. He's, he's a really cool musician. Yeah. He's got a crazy good band. You know, yeah. Brandon, Brandon Coleman amongst them. I told you I, when we were getting ready to get on, I told you I have a, a Brandon Coleman video uh, that I'll uh, throw up uh, and I'll, I'll send it to you and you can do it. You can see if you want to cut it into the interview, but we did it. We did a thing for Meyer audio, the people that make the sound reinforcement equipment uh, and they have an immersive audio uh, program that they're doing where they're, you know, making set, uh, environments with, you know, massively multi-speaker environments where you can go in and hear things above and below and all around the room. So super cool. And I did a couple of arrangements for them to use in these demos. And one of the songs was uh, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Oh, And, nice. and I've got Brandon uh, soloing on the Moog in my studio, <laughs> which, is, which is hilarious. So I'll, I'll send that along to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We'll cut it in. That'd be awesome. So you can check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, cool, yeah, man. But he's in, he's in Kamasi's band, which is how we got, got along with that. Yeah, well, birds of a feather flock together, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> good guys, bringing out good guys. Uh, well, Jim, thanks for chatting with me for a little bit, man. Uh, I know you talked about where people could follow you, but just one more time, where can people follow you, keep up with your music, stuff like that? Yeah, uh, my website and Instagram and I believe Twitter are all Jim Lang Music, all one word, J-I-M-L-A-N-G-M-U-S-I-C. So uh, people, people can find me there, and I think on my website – uh, they're definitely links to the other social accounts. So. And I've, uh, I have a SoundCloud, the Jimmy Lang. There's a ton of music up on that SoundCloud. A lot of Hey Arnold stuff, a bunch of stuff from other scores that I've done. And then uh, a playlist called Little Blue Hat, which is the stuff that I've been working on uh, that's going to drop here momentarily, trying to try and, uh, get some stuff out while people are paying attention because of the Hey Arnold thing. So. Very cool, man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Jim. So Jim's going to send that video along. Uh, you guys stick around. Check that out real quick. Uh, thanks again, Jim. You're welcome, Harold. Take care of yourself. Everybody stay healthy, please. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thank man, Jim. That is so legit. Thank you for taking the time, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun to talk to you, man. That's, that's no hassle at all. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'm going to – Well, as soon as you posted that, uh, that record, I was like, oh, shit. I can't believe it's finally happening. It's not football shaped, is it? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it just hits. It keeps bumping the arm off as it's. Oh, playing. I gotta tell Craig he'll draw a cartoon of that in a heartbeat, man. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious! I follow football shaped vinyl. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, he'll draw. He'll draw a cartoon. Of somebody <laughs> <scratching> <laughs> I'm gonna grab one of those for sure, man. I'll be watching, and you know, I gotta have that for my. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, we're just recently gotten into vinyl, so I'm gonna try to grab one. What were you saying? Okay. 
Sweet. I'll, I'll see if I can get him to send you uh, the cartoon. Yeah, man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, have some Hey Arnold art to frame. Yeah, dude. Um, All right, man. Take care of yourself. Tell Mike I said hi when you talk to him. For, for sure, man. I will. All right, Jim. I appreciate you, man. Hey, nice to see you again. We'll talk. Yeah, man. You too. Stay safe. All right. You too, girl. Bye-bye. See ya. My name's Harold Story. I'm the host of Tunes Tunes Podcast. I started this podcast because I, w- I saw that so many people in my life really liked a lot of the same things. And honestly, those two things were things that you would really be ostracized for growing up, especially like middle school, high school. Uh, people didn't really claim to be fans of anime or like manga or certain bands like that weren't like the status quo. So that was really the whole vibe behind the show. I found so many people were into the same things as me and I really wanted to explore that and figure out what it is that made us like those things. So you can find the podcast on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. And then you can listen to us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us there.